art conserve idol novel and my name is Leah public relationship agency at TMTBLC and detective uh, Matt Blues is a business partner licensed attorney detective he's also a big fan of reality TV crude child stuff and then like to investigate like, cases pro bono so this time to start research investigate a strange case about an iconic pop star who has been declared mentally incompetent and signed involuntarily conservatorship this novel was inspired by two events and there could be actually a lot more victims of this kind unfair judicial practices so please read us and listen on podcast and ebooks by artist team tbc inspired on true events we would like to bring our own opinion and speculation what could possibly happen and the names ages locations some facts are changing purpose to protect privacy of the parties fair use however please consider this book as a sci-fi and any resemblance to re- real living people dialogues and events just coincidence and the whole story honestly just unbelievably mind-blowing and the portion of this novel contains a third-party content that constitute a fair use under federal copyright laws. Works are meant to be for educational and scholar nature, and which is protected by fair use laws. Chapter 9. Rock Bottom Meltdown in 2007, Annie was able to record a, and produce an entire studio record. Quote, it's, Bri- it's Brittany Beaches, Annie was singing. The album was a blackout, blast, and sold in millions in, in minutes. It was widely considered her best work. There were music in the album portrayed a puppy version of Annie's whole life that would become a story of Annie, Annie's real life. Like, quote, a woman hunted and often on the run. This would foreshadow a much darker turn for Brittany. Uh, there were millions of paparazzi images of her that had been seen a millions of times. Not her best spotlight, though. And in addition, those images were coupled with labels like Meltdown and Rock Bottom. However, looking back, we can see now that she was just a person, a human being, who simply needed help. Chapter 10. Harassment. Throughout 2007, Annie was intentionally harassed by paparazzi and the media. She had to drive fast over speed limits, running on red lights sometimes, and there was concern that those cars chases continued, she would get in a car accident and somebody could even be dead. She's crazy, paparazzi called poor Annie, when actually it was them who were crazy running after her, totally violating her privacy rights and rights to safety in the public places and at home. They kept her uh, being upset and scared all the time, on drugs all the time. And actually anyone could be upset being in her shoes. Nobody cared about poor, poor Annie's mental health. Not even her fans and family who claimed that they loved her. Chapter 11. Police was called. In 2008, the police was called. Somebody reported that Annie locked herself in in your room refusing to give her children to Ken, ex-husband, at a court-appointing time. Suddenly she was spiraling out of control. It was clear 
that any had a mental crisis. And there were again many people who wanted a total control over her life and millions in assets. A lot of people were interested in that control. They felt that um, they had to do that in order to protect her, but in reality all they wanted just her money, her money-making ability to make everybody's rich around her. So they declared any, quote, a concert idol. And she lost all her control over her life, kids, assets, everything. Chapter 12 Annie lost all her basic human rights, like driving a car, having sex without surveillance cameras and microphones around her, having children whenever she wants and with who she wants, also rights to choose her own accountants, attorneys, producers, songwriters, composers, stylists, psychologists, cosmetics, hairdressers, etc. I could go on and on, but bottom line is, who would want to have life like this, would you? She managed, though, to keep her fi fitness trainer, who later became her boyfriend. She couldn't write a check or use a credit card. She was like a vegetable, but she still wanted and was able uh, to dance and sing and laugh and to be simply happy. She didn't um, believe, uh, and if she didn't behave, she would lose uh, on the custody of her children. Again, I think it's sex sexual discrimination an abusive totalitarian control that people do sometimes when they are in power and they don't like something and willing to take it away or even kill or declare a person legally crazy it takes everything from her or he money identity kids life reputation love and health somebody compared the conservatorship to a civil death Conservatorship is when you allow somebody else to make decisions for you in regards to your own affairs. People under conservatorship lose their ability to provide the uniform consent and control to choose their own doctors and health care. Annie's father, who had bankruptcy issue, was appointed by court as a sole conservator for Annie. For Annie, the whole estate, her life, her everything. Uh, how was he entitled for all of that, even when even he couldn't manage his own money. Brittany Sparks is fighting for all of us, just like Abby's mom now. Thank you, Mama Bear. Annie's father completely mismanaged his own financial life and assets. How could possibly he could be managing Annie's entire fortune of 60 million if not $80 million. And, um, and his attorney claims in court documents that the whole conservatorship is actually a hybrid business model contradicting itself. Conservators can use any money to hire attorneys and guards and other people in the house without asking her permission. Annie's father is a very intimidating person, and everybody who dealt with him was actually scared of him. That's why the court awarded the whole conservatorship of Annie Sparks to her father, and not her mother, not anybody else. Chapter 13 Annie's attorney Lance Woodworth started in 1996 as Annie Sparks' attorney, and then grew up into her manager role. In April 2007, he was fired He was fired. 
Lance was the main person that Annie's father brought back to get things running, and he has been her manager ever since. Annie went with one of um, Annie went with one of her dad's appointment security guards to get a hamburger, and um, I was told that they were both entered the restaurant. However, later she called me and said that she needed help. I met her and a friend of hers at the Beverly Hills Hotel. Annie's friend recalled, "Quote: Hi, we are here, chased by fifty or seventy vehicles of paparazzi. Then we went at my office, and it was so scary because." He had helicopters swirling over the building. They just, um, there must be like 100 paparazzi chasing us. You can imagine what it was like for anyone to have to go through all of that. Annie Sachoni at the time recalled when she was visiting him with her friend photographer. Chapter 14. Annie's dementia. The court records show that Annie actually was diagnosed with dementia, but uh, what was weird is that dementia is the disease of old people, associated with brain de degeneration due to aging of brain cells. Annie was in her only 20s. How could she possibly have dementia, disease of elderly folks? After the conservatorship was granted to Annie's father, she only had five days to contest it, and it was clearly impossible for her to do that because of lack of time and resources and simple rights. Lance later would say that he wasn't involved at all. However, they declared Annie's only friend son Lutze as a dangerous person to her and he needed to be kept away from her, despite that son Lutze was the only Annie's friend at the time she could trust. It was total crisis mode with Lutze. This something I don't believe has been portrayed correctly by social media. Quote, are you going to get out of the driving seat? Please get out. I'm scared that you are going to drive without me. Annie was yelling at Lutze, who was at the driver's seat in Annie's car and was supposed to drive her after her conservatorship started. Annie was in denial. She couldn't no longer believe that even driving of her beloved car was taken away from her. She had difficult time to adjust. That also was aggravating her already unstable mental health. Quote, it reminds me of a petite case like a glitch in a matrix or something. Striking resemblance, Leia was thinking, uh, reading the Texas Met report on Annie, Annie Sparks. However, paparazzi presented Lutz as the evil guy in this case, taking pictures of Annie getting out of the car, yelling at Lutz. Quote, what do you think Lutz did to Annie? The press asked one of the closest person to Annie's circle. Quote, Lutz was crushing drugs into Annie's foot. Lori re replied, and she believed believed in it 100%. Quote, she had hundred, uh, hundreds of drug tests done, and she passed them all, and police never came to my door, never questioned me anything about it, so I don't know why they accused me of these serious allegations. They didn't call FBI. On that, they called TMZ on, on those allegations. It was ridiculous. I was just the perfect scapegoat for them. I was expendable guy. But then you couldn't possibly contest her conservatorship because she was only ahead five days and she couldn't 
and if she could, she would have obviously contested it, and they knew about that. Everybody knew about that, but they still issued a five-day notice to contest. It was impossible to complete for anyone without attorney. I'm not even talking about poor Annie, and Annie wasn't allowed to hire an attorney. It was absolutely wrong what was done to her, Lutzi replied to, to press. Lutzi would later sue Anne's mom for defamation based on her account of his in, on her involvement. Chapter 15. Hate my life. Quote. I'm a f hate my I'm so sick of it. Any texted Lucy. I agree. I don't know how to deal with it. Lucy responded. I hate my life. Please talk to me. Uh, please talk to that lawyer for me. Any asked Lucy. I'll call, I'll call him right now and arrange the meeting, okay? Lucy responded. Please do. Any responded. Annie asked, quote, I cannot believe that you and your dad cannot sit and talk this out. He needs to compromise some. Lutz text to Annie, quote, I cannot tell you about uh, that because it's privilege and I was uh, her attorney at the time, but I can tell you what I told to the court in Annie's case. Annie's former attorney told the press. Sections, chapter 16, Brittany Sparks hearing, quote, your owner, Brittany Spark, doesn't want her father to be a conservator of her life in its state, and his attorney told the court. And he didn't want her father to be the conservator. She wanted someone else, at least, to be the conservator, and she clearly understood the concept of conservatorship, so she didn't have dementia, as she was wrong, and she was wrongly diagnosed. Any such only later said that it was clearly inappropriate to have a family member to be a conservator because family members are often persons of interest for the estates, and the reason for that is any family relationship are very complex. When Amy Sachoni told the judge that and any that any wanted to have an independent conservator, the judge responded, quote, counsel. I have report that says that she doesn't have mental capacity to make her own decision, to retain attorney or any counsel, including choosing her preferred conservator. I'm sorry, counsel, but I won't allow you to represent any sparks. You now may leave the room. Any attorney had to leave the room to comply with court order. Ideally, there should be a volunteer panel of lawyers who is willing to represent people like Annie in her situation, but Annie wasn't given this chance, and Annie was willing to pay those attorneys for the work for her anyway. You only should be assigned in voluntarily conservatorship of, in your life if you are unable to meet basic human needs to survive on your own, like food, clothing, housing, shelter. Annie was able of doing all her basic needs on her own and even more. She was provider, taking care of kids, and financial provider for the whole of her family, and she made many people around her rich. Annie's life work has never been about money or greed, unlike characters of my other novels about Fashionobla family and glamour paid by fraud law. Quote, I have represented thousands of conservatives in the courtroom, and none of them had ever had a job, unlike any sparks, the attorney said. Chapter 17 Brittany Sparks, Father 
The media channel wanted to do the whole story on just Britney Sparks' father. They basically explain it in one sentence. He will be the Britney Spears now. Britney Sparks. That's all he said. But Annie is still alive and sound. How come it's happening to her? The press was asking Annie's father following him to his car. Father responded, Let give you F clue. I don't talk to F nobody. And I don't want you to talk to us, please, okay? And press ask Because I don't talk to anybody. You dumb F the father responded. Chapter eighteen Brittany Sparks classified dogs. The media channel managed to attain confidential dogs on any sparks. Uh, it was printed in thousand pages. Some doctors I attorney wanted to stay anonymous in this case, and the report was produced by a doctor that had uh, resigned from the case back in 2013. His report stated, quote, Sparks lacks capacity to retain a direct counsel to do her own financial affairs or any business without being a subject to undue influence. What, what wild was is the same time this report was written and he was back to work. She was working on her set for TV show of How I Met Your Father. How, how ironically. The episode was out within two months of the conservative had started. How is somebody that was so ill was able to work on a show for the whole world, the whole entertainment? Dr. Edwin Spam diagnosed Annie Sparks according to the court documents available to the public. Chapter 19. Brittany Sparks Psychiatrist The media channel managed to get an interview with Dr. Edwin Spam, who diagnosed Annie Sparks according to the court document available to the public. Dr. Spam, tell us please about your work, the press asked. Quote, I retired right now, but I used to be a psychiatrist. However, I still do occasional consultation for attorneys, including, you, you know, contested conservatorships, like conservatorship, like uh, Miss Sparks. And I'm not her fan, I'm just listening her music just to get an idea of who Miss um, Sparks actually is. Doctor replied, do you specialize in dementia? The press asked the psychiatrist. Quote, well, I'm a geriatric psychiatrist, so it's one of my things we diagnosed in dementia. I spent a lot of time and energy on it, and I'm not confirming the fact to verify that I was ever brought to evaluate. Brittany Sparks, the doctor responded. Here are the court documents that show your name on evaluation of Miss Sparks. Press told Dr. Spam, showing the court documents. Quote, well, I'm not acknowledged that I met Mr. Sparks in person. Doctor replied. Show me my signature declaration on Miss Sparks' evaluation. Show me my signature on it. I will verify my signature. And right now, other than that, I'm not going to talk about it. This is a confidential evaluation between patient and doctor, and I'm not going to talk about it, demanded Dr. Spam to the press. Quote, 
What do you think conservatorships are for? Dr. Spam. The press asked the psychiatrist again. The, uh, the conservatorships are designed to protect vulnerable people, conservatives like uh, Miss Parks from predatory individuals who are after the money. Psychiatrist responded. Chapter 20. Annie was kidnapped. Annie's father called Annie's photographer and asked, quote, Can you please bring Annie over? And I'm her conservator and the conservator of her estate, and I need her now with me, not with you. Quote, we will go as soon as possible as we can. The photographer responded. Annie's father was always aggressive and extreme. Quote, it was devastating for me to pull up at the gates and there was her father standing with the four security guards and police officers. And they, they were standing there and Annie was freaking out. Quote, what are you doing here? Why is my father is not my house? Who are those people? And, then the, and she looks at me scared. I was supposed to be one of her um, guardians who protects her and she was trying to calm and I was trying to calm her down. But I couldn't. I tried to explain to her that he was uh, her conservator and uh, without his permission, I basically couldn't do anything because um, he is any basically. And uh, if you are with me, that means that I have kidnapped you and it's illegal. And then Annie looked at me desperately and she stopped talking to me at all. She still doesn't talk to me, the photographer responded. Annie was escorted by police into her house, and she wasn't allowed to leave the house without permission of, of her father, the conservator. This was when um, the realization came to Annie's photographer that things wouldn't be the same anymore. Chapter 21, Annie's Kids. In 2008, Annie negotiated a 50% custody for her kids. The amount of time that Annie was spending with her kids was subject to her father's approval, the conservator. And Annie seems to be well recovering from the trauma and her hospitalization, and she was back to work. It started with working on her new album, when the whole idea of an old documentary about Brittany Sparks was proposed to her. It seems like a new chapter in Annie's life, and all people who were working on a project with Annie the time had to be approved by her father and conservator. However, there was no single person who wasn't affected emotionally working with Annie and her family at the time. Quote, I feel so restrained by doctors and lawyers and judges and the people that I don't feel like, I don't feel like I have anybody in my life who really cares about me. Annie responded to press almost crying. When press delivered that news, to Annie's father, he responded like, quote, We know that she said, but we are keeping her busy. You know, like me, I like fishing, and she likes singing and dance, so we let her do that. Annie's father replied to the press. Chapter 21. I want to drive. Quote, Where are we going? Oh my God, is it my car? Annie was screaming when she saw her car parked in a secluded road. When her friends brought her there, to drive your car in the wilds 
as a surprise for her. Quote, I was there just a day and I remembered two pull opposite contradictions. One and his friend recalled. Quote, it was nice to drive my car with the top down and I just fell free for a second, Annie recalled. Annie's friend felt like they let her drive a car just for 30 minutes and she already felt free and appreciated it so much. How come we don't appreciate doing just the same every day standing in commutes and traffic? Chapter 2. Annie's letter for TV. Quote, Annie and I become close friends and I was just uh, shooting her from any angle so we just developed this kind of sort of close-knit relationship. There was time Annie was just asking me questions, asking for help. It was uh, legal issues. The question was about her conservatorship, of course, and I tried to deflect those questions because I didn't have an answer. And it wasn't, and I wasn't her attorney. I was just a photographer. Annie's photographer replied. Annie Sparks wanted to speak out and address this issue publicly, and I didn't know what to say to her. So she gave me this letter and asked, can you please read it for me on the national TV? Any sparse photographer reported to the press, quote, People need to hear the truth. And as for my ex-husband, Ken, who I divorced, I was forced by my lawyers because he wouldn't let me to see my children. He's trying now to play the innocent victim is hardly relevant. Ken left me and my babies. He was waking up me in the morning just to bake marijuana at 5 a.m. That's why I left him. Uh, but no one talks about these things because no one knows the truth. I lost my life. My children were taken away from me. I didn't spin out of nothing. I did what I have to do to get away from paparazzi harassing me, which is any mother would do in those circumstances. And I was forced to be silent and not speak up about it. Those people are controlling my life and my assets. I would love uh, a new independent eyes on, eyes on my situation, please. If I could just bring it up to you guys, my fans, my followers, that my conservators are just wrong for me. As long as those people are getting paid by my estate, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't live my life. I couldn't perform, I couldn't see my children, I couldn't have another baby. They're just killing me here unfairly. 